While you're enjoying your summer, government officials like Milwaukee County Executive Chris Abley and Republicans in Madison on the state budget and at the federal level, they're worrying about spending and health care. So it's time for newsmakers with County Executive Chris Abley. Chris, thanks for inviting us back. Yeah, well, thanks to be here and thanks for pointing out that my summer is not as much uh, recreation as I'd like it to be. But you, You're doing a website, Engage Milwaukee, and it says mm -hmm. that your projected 2018 budget deficit, $42 million. Yep. Now, how does that compare to past deficits? Uh, actually, similar. Uh, we've had some worse. Uh, this is an ongoing problem that uh, was talked about plenty when uh, I was elected six years ago. Uh, if, uh, surprisingly enough, it's actually significantly better than it was projected to be six years ago. In fact, uh, seven years ago, the Public Policy Forum had done a report about Milwaukee County uh, called, uh, the subtitle of which was, Should It Stay or Should It Go? And was dire in their projections for the budget. In fact, I think this year they had a projected 160 or $180 million deficit. Uh, so the fact that it's 42, uh, we've avoided what would have been about $300 million worth of cuts. Uh, so it's better than... Uh, 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 it, it was th supposed to be. Uh, now that said, we have a long way to go. The good news is um, we've improved services. We serve thousands more people now than we did uh, a few years ago, but it remains a challenge. Now, part of that website is mm -hmm. a, a balancing act. Yeah. And you're inviting Milwaukee County residents to see, to, 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 to help you balance the budget. Yeah. And if you want to decrease bus service, that's going to lower the deficit, but it's going to offset the 150,000 rides that are provided right. a day. So what's the purpose of Balancing Act and how do you, what advice sure. do you want to hear? Well, it's interesting that there's a couple of things, uh, a couple of reasons we've uh, engaged, we've started this program, uh, Engage Milwaukee. The idea with the software, uh, a number of municipalities around the country use this software and the idea is anybody can go to the website and first understand, hey, what does the county do? A lot of people just, it's not their fault, but they just don't know. We have 41 different business lines and they can get a sense of where's the money coming from, where's it going to, uh, and what are the choices we're making. Uh, and that's another thing that I think a lot of people are, are, are too aware of. Uh, one of the most common experiences of any local elected official uh, in America is an ask for more of fill-in-the-blank service. I want more of this and I want this to cost less. Uh, and one of the interesting things about uh, this software is it allows you to build your own budget to lower spending in one area, increase it in another, raise taxes, lower, whatever you want to do. But uh, in order to actually submit it, it's got to be balanced, hence Balancing Act. Uh, you know, the, the exercise of what do I want more of and do I want to pay less of is an easy one. The trickier one is when you've got to make it balanced. Uh, but the fact that we've already had uh, over a thousand uh, people use it uh, is very heartening to me that people are paying attention and hopefully understanding more uh, about the county budget and how it relates to the state. Those thousand, do they want more or less county services? In other words, hold the line on taxes, less county services, or do they support? Well, the interesting thing is because everybody has to submit uh, a balanced budget, yes. uh, you know, the answer is yes to both of your questions. Some people want to raise some things and lower others. Uh, there's not a huge consensus. I mean, people care about transit. That's been big. Uh, but, you know, it's sort of like any poll. You're always surprised by, by uh, some, uh, some of the responses. I think the big surprise for people is the relationship with the state. Uh, so, you know, I know Mayor Barrett's talked about this a little bit relative to the city, but uh, the same is true for the county. Our biggest source of funding here at the county is the state. Uh, and in 2007, 
the state gave Milwaukee County about $340 million. That's our shared revenue and all the AIDS formulas that, we, uh, that fund uh, county government. By 2015, it was down to about 170. So 340 down to 170. In that same period, the money that Milwaukee County sends to the state, because we have developed more jobs and we've got more companies, uh, increased by about 200 million, actually I think a little bit more. Uh, and that's just a very tough uh, bit of math for us to grapple with. Uh, and I think it's something, you know, as, as, as the mayor says, it's a, a relationship we have to rethink because, you know, you can't do this forever. Uh, I look at it and I see a state biennial budget that keeps going up. I see the amount that Milwaukee County has been sending to the state going up. And I see the amount that's coming back going down. And uh, that's, uh, you know, the principle of return to origin, which is how a lot of states think about returning locally generated money to those communities is something we got away from uh, in the s early 70s, I believe, uh, but seems like it might be a nice time to revisit. That 42 million projected deficit, mm -hmm. does that threaten bus service? Uh, well, uh, yes, uh, it does. Uh, also, what threatens bus service is the fact that now it's been uh, uh, seven years, eight years, since uh, we had an increase in funding for transit. So Milwaukee County gets less now than it did in 2009 uh, for the bus system. And in the ensuing eight years, uh, things haven't gotten cheaper. Uh, we have, uh, 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 and so by uh, the, the way we've maintained routes and kept fares low is by pulling in more uh, local tax levy to the gap. So we put in millions more now locally than we used to. Uh, and so again, it, you know, it's frustrating knowing that we've had a fair amount of success with economic development. We're sending more to the state uh, and, you know, uh, transit lines and access to getting to jobs is about as close as line to economic development as you can think of. So it would be nice to, uh, you know, see a little bit of an increase and see that indexed to the sort of uh, uh, income that we generate here in the county for the state. How much does that $30 wheel tax goes to maintain bus service? A fair amount of it. Um, as you know, I proposed initially a $60 uh, wheel tax, and as I've said often since then, uh, I don't like the idea of a wheel tax any more than anyone else, but uh, we don't have the option of raising uh, a local sales tax. Um, we're very limited on uh, the property tax by state law in both cases. Uh, the wheel tax is the only option local governments have. And as I said before, uh, if the funding that Milwaukee sends to the state was coming back at a rate that it used to, this wouldn't be an issue. Um, but uh, what's happening is the county is sending uh, significantly more to the state than it used to and getting back less. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, if that gets changed, I'd be, and there's another way to do it, I'd be the first one proposing to get rid of the wheel tax. There's nobody who actually likes really any kind of tax. Uh, but uh, the reason I proposed 60 is that would have kept us at a sustainable level. And, you know, I'm not interested in sort of half measures. Uh, and uh, it got passed at a $30 level, which means we have uh, about $14 million uh, to make up. Um, you know, we'll be able to get through this year uh, without any major increases on transit, but at some point, and sooner rather than later, uh, unless things change, uh, you know, we're going to have to raise fares or cut routes, and that's something I've worked really hard to avoid doing. Do you expect your 2018 budget to include going back to a $60 wheel tax because of these constraints? Well, you know, we'll certainly talk to uh, the county board uh, around it. I mean, I thought it was interesting that when the county board had their budget hearing, 
um, and they talked about the $60 wheel tax, uh, you had the independently elected county comptroller here, um, a position that was created as a result of the pension scandal years ago. Yes. Uh, their sole job is to sort of canary in the coal mine on fiscal challenges. And for the years he's been in office, he hasn't really raised the flag. Here, he did. And he said to the board, you ought to do at least $60. Rob Hankin at the policy forum also went, both of them testified at the budget hearing. The MMAC testified, AFSME testified. I mean, how many times do you get you know, the Metropolitan Milwaukee Association of Commerce, AFSME, the public policy forum, and all these groups saying, you know, you need to do this. Uh, they're seeing the same numbers that I'm seeing. Uh, so we'll, we'll revisit it. Um, I mean, again, I know that nobody loves the idea, uh, and I don't either, but until we can get the state to sort of change the way it thinks about uh, funding local municipalities, uh, we're going to have these issues, uh, and it's going to be tough. The governor's budget in February recommended $26 million to help mm -hmm. you replace part of the bus fleet for right. the transit system. Joint Finance changed that, said we'll keep this pot of money, but all transit systems will have to compete. Right. Um, how optimistic are you that you would uh, that your your bus system would get a, still get a big share of that pot? Well, obviously, you know, we'll apply for it. Uh, you know, I, I uh, when I put together budgets, especially when it involves your money, uh, I as I would say, I budget for the apocalypse. I have very conservative assumptions. I mean, I shoot for unprecedented, but I, you know, I'd rather have a positive surprise than a negative one. Um, we will uh, be aggressive and obviously applying for as much of the funding as we can get. My frustration is uh, the way we got to this uh, agreement with the state is uh, we've got a good relationship uh, with the governor's office and they uh, were looking at different ways to use this VW settlement and uh, we had some of our folks sit down with some of their folks to try and look for a solution that would help both the state and the county and that's what we had gotten to. Um, and But as I like saying, we got there because we sought to look for a solution for both of us mm -hmm. as opposed to the sort of combative stuff that happens a lot. Uh, it was sort of frustrating to see that. Uh, the county would have had to repay that over an installment period. Uh, yes, but a lot less, uh, yes. you know, I mean, zero interest. It would have, it was a net about uh, nine, ten million dollar positive for the county. Um, but it was good for the uh, state, too. And I, I think the broader point, though, is I like working with, uh, you know, our friends at the state uh, and other municipalities, regardless of party, anytime we can find ways to help each other. I think a lot of times we just don't try enough. Um, it's almost never the case that you can't make small improvement, and it's often the case that you can make large improvement. But again, if you let uh, yourself and. I think most people in the country would agree that's something we need to get better at. That recent report, the recent audit on the pension system, mm -hmm. errors rife throughout. Yeah. People being underpaid, overpaid. Yeah. Next steps, how does that get fixed? Well, uh, it's a good question. Uh, yeah, the number of errors is uh, huge. Uh, and I think the, the, the reason is we have one of the most complicated pension systems in the country. Uh, to put it in perspective, the state uh, pension fund, which is one of the best in the country, they have four classes of retirees. Uh, and they are a much bigger dollar amount than we are at the county. Here at the county, uh, we have, I think it's 136 different categories. We have four different multipliers. We have retirees who part of their career is one multiplier, another part is another multiplier. It is just such a complicated system. Uh, it's just difficult to see how, uh, as I've said before, absent a sort of significant overhaul, uh, we get to more stability. 
um, you know, the good news is, at least in this audit, uh, you know, there's not, um, the errors aren't hugely significant. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we didn't find out, for instance, that the county has to pay into the pension system a whole lot more. We didn't find out uh, that, uh, you know, uh, the funding level is lower than what we thought. What we found is just it's really complicated and it's hard to get all the numbers right. Is it an argument, though, to again consider folding Milwaukee County's pension system into the state system? Well, I don't know if it's that per se. It, it, it's certainly an argument to look at the state and any other option, but precisely because uh, it's a significant amount of money, it's thousands and thousands of retirees, and it's you know a million people live in the county who fund it, uh, we need to make sure that if we're gonna do uh, any, make any kind of change, we do our homework and we look at every, uh, and model every option that's out there, and that's one of the things we've been doing. Um, I think the f uh, it's making quick decisions without the modeling that sort of led to this problem in the first place. But that's what we're committed to do. Like I said with the uh, audit, you know, we're gonna dig until there's you know, no more digging to do. Uh, and you know, is it my favorite uh, use of time? Or is here in uh, baseball summer, uh, no, but uh, it's something that we gotta do. And should the state budget, whenever it passes, mm -hmm. the transportation funding, must it include funding for the east-west? Uh, How know, critical is that to I your don't, county? I, I don't know that it, it, it's super critical. I mean, the way I think about it is that that's one of a, a bunch of proposed major projects. And when the DOT talks about, the Department of Transportation talks about the major projects, it's a billion dollars plus. And uh, you know, for a relatively short section of east-west uh, 94 uh, going out of uh, downtown Milwaukee. And uh, to put it in perspective, uh, for about $40 million, you could restore transit funding for the county and the whole state. Uh, and you know, so a billion dollars, 40 million, and as you mentioned before, the transit system right now has you know 150,000 rides per day, and that's people who you know 40,000 of which uh, are using it to get to work. It's not a luxury; it's a necessity. So the relativities there uh, are frustrating. I would much rather have, uh, uh, if I had to choose, uh, support robust support for transit. Uh, if that meant deferring uh, the uh, east-west 94 city project. The city of Milwaukee is building a trolley. Mm -hmm. Any consideration of a light rail for Milwaukee County? Well, you know, I think light rail is a rail that uh, they're the best argument for. Now that light rail is sort of a gauge a little bit bigger than what uh, yes, than, the, uh, the streetcar is. Yeah. Sure, streetcar. You know, the issue though that both uh, the city and the county have on transportation funding is uh, the federal budget, which, uh, you know, in the proposed budget, it's the program that funds, one of the big programs that funds the streetcar and one of the big programs that would fund our bus rapid transit uh, are being eliminated uh, along with a lot of other things. I mean, the proposed budget at the federal level would cut about $70 million from uh, the county um, all over. And uh, granted, I you know that's the proposed budget, and we'll see where we get. But uh, that's another thing that keeps. Is me that up your at night. biggest fear with the proposed Trump administration budget, although it hasn't been fleshed out? Right. Or are you afraid of the cuts to Medicaid? Because your the county's budget is three hundred forty-three point eight right. million in health and human services. Yeah. What would cutting Medicaid mean potentially to your county? Medicaid yeah, the cutting Medicaid uh, would be devastating. Um, the county, well, all counties, as distinct from cities, we provide a lot of social services. We do aging and disability and mental health and. 
we serve uh, a, a much larger number of people, and it's often the most vulnerable and, and uh, the least among us. Um, and when we get it right, we're empowering them. But one of the tools and resources we use is, among other things, Medicaid. And uh, I look at the pr some of the proposed cuts, and you know, I, I honestly, I'm not really sure how we would absorb those without having to make some pretty significant cuts. Similarly, you know, Milwaukee, the county, did the vast majority of the work that led to winning the White House Challenge a couple of years back, meaning we got about 58,000 more people um, healthcare coverage, which who hadn't had it before, which of the county has actually saved us money because we serve everybody and when people come in and they're covered, you know, they're covered. We, doesn't have, we don't have to backfill uh, with local tax levy. And also, uh, they're better able to, you know, get jobs and kind of build their lives uh, and we have a healthier workforce. Uh, I worry also about potential changes uh, to the Affordable Care Act, but, you know, uh, in, in these jobs, I've got a whole lot of pieces of the budget, and my job is to work with what I got, uh, you know, not what I'd like to have. Uh, so, you know, I've got models for uh, different eventualities at the federal level. This, uh, President Trump's proposed budget, the basic outline, also zeroes out Great Lakes research. Is that part yeah. of your consideration? That is. I and many others, uh, Republican and Democrat, have spoken out uh, against the elimination of, uh, I think it's about $300 million program uh, to keep uh, the uh, Great Lakes uh, restored. I mean, anybody who follows the news in uh, well, any part of the state, you know, has been reading stories about increasing instances of uh, invasive species, plants, fish, you know, and it has a very real impact uh, on our economy. I mean, even if you're not someone who is primarily driven by uh, preserving the environment, uh, if you like preserving your budget, uh, there's a lot of issues uh, to be concerned about. And again, 300 million in the federal budget is relatively small. Uh, you know, the federal budget is great if you like aircraft carriers. Um, I'm assuming that's a relatively small uh, but well-organized, apparently, group uh, of folks. Uh, but the stuff that's been proposed to cut along with the Great Lakes uh, Restoration Initiative uh, is frustrating. I mean, the home funding in HUD, a lot of the enormous progress we've made on homelessness uh, would be very difficult to maintain with some of the uh, cuts they've proposed in the federal budget. Milwaukee in the last two years has lowered uh, our point in time count for overall homelessness, not just chronic homelessness, uh, by uh, at a rate that is faster than any metro in the country. For years and years and years, we hovered around 1,500. We have plummeted. It's around 900 now. That's saving us money. Uh, and it means, uh, and we've been using uh, the housing first model, permanent housing. Um, this is the stuff that people should be excited about. I mean, Milwaukee leading the country and addressing a very serious issue. That's the sort of issue uh, and progress that's hard to maintain in a uh, with some of the cuts in the proposed federal budget. In April, the U.S. Justice Department threatened Milwaukee County and other entities yeah, with a letter, loss yeah. of burn grant assistance. Can you update us on that? Has that been resolved? I mean, the, the potential penalty penalty for Milwaukee right. County, 900000 Yeah. Is that threat still out there or has it been resolved? Well, it, it sort of depends on who you ask. Uh, so just as a refresher, I was one of 10 uh, local elected officials who got a letter along with an accompanying uh, press release letting the world know that this letter had gone out from the uh, Department of Justice. Uh, that press release said that all of these jurisdictions were crumbling under the weight of illegal immigration and violent crime. Uh, you know, the best example to sort of counter that, I mean, it's not true anywhere, 
Um, I mean, long-term moving average, all of us have seen immigration go down, all of us have seen crime go down, and I think they know that. I mean, New York City, the last six months, has the lowest crime in their recorded history. Uh, but the point, and my concern, is the press release encourages citizens and the public uh, to conflate immigration with crime. Um, statistically, anything uh, but true. I mean, it's the opposite. Uh, and more importantly, this country's great when we uh, recognize that what bonds us isn't a religion or a color of our skin. It's the fact that we all come here and we have a shared embrace wherever we come from of opportunity, of innovation, uh, of uh, civil liberties and equal protection under the law. You know, as I said at the time, 120 years ago, uh, I said, I uh, well, I was speaking at the National Day Without Latinos, and we had about 30,000 people here in Milwaukee County who aren't looking for handouts. They want to work, and they are working. Uh, and as I said to that group 120 years ago, this group in Milwaukee were Germans, uh, and that didn't make us weaker. It made us stronger, and so will you. And no president gets to tell me or anyone else, whatever their party, uh, to think otherwise. And in fact, every single elected official in America, first thing we all do is we hold up our hand and we swear an oath uh, to uphold the Constitution. That's the first thing every single elected does. And no, we don't get to slide by uh, when founding principles like that by any party. Uh, are challenged and so we got this letter all of the jurisdictions who got this threatening letter from the Department of Justice were asked if we're complying with a certain federal law all of us are all of us sent in from our various corporation councils cited and substantiated evidence that yes we are complying we just got last week uh, uh, ten of us uh, another a follow-up letter which uh, include and a press release and the press release includes a quote from Attorney General Sessions uh, saying that uh, claiming uh, to follow the law uh, is insufficient. And I'm thinking, well, you guys just asked us to do that. What do you want us to do? We just gave you a, I mean, my, my concern though is I think they know this. Nobody, uh, nobody's indifferent about violence and crime. Everybody wants to minimize it. Nobody uh, is indifferent to the laws. Uh, the concern is it seems like a pronounced and concerted effort uh, to sow uh, division, to foster distrust, uh, and that, that very much concerns me. A few blocks from here, the Bucks Arena is going up. Mm -hmm. I want you to look two and three years out. What does economic development around the Bucks Arena look like in two or three years, Chris? Well, first, I can tell you that it, here's what it looks like now. Um, it's hard to believe, but it was, you know, I think two years ago when we were announcing the deal in Madison uh, that we'd finally got to, and I and other people who were supportive said, look, this isn't just about the Bucks, it's about economic development. So. Uh, six months after the deal was signed and we sold the land, uh, we were able to announce that the Park East, which is this big uh, chunk of undeveloped land, previously undeveloped land in downtown Milwaukee, which had been undeveloped for almost 15 years, 100%, uh, 100% is finance committed uh, by uh, developers and projects uh, outside of the arena. So putting aside all the bucks related stuff, $240 million uh, about 8,000 jobs will be created, and that's just there, and it's been expanding. So we knew there'd be economic development, but this is in excess even of fairly rosy, uh, uh, you know, or at least optimistic uh, projections, even, uh, and that has had a huge impact. I think, you know, with that and a lot of the other economic development projects that are happening, I mean, you can't drive around the city without seeing cranes. Uh, there hasn't been this much construction in probably 40 years. Uh, it's an opportunity, but, uh, as I said, it will remain an opportunity if we in government are proactive about it. 
uh, and ensuring that it benefits the locals, it benefits the local economy, local employees, uh, and employers. Uh, but to me, I think there's, there's a, a lesson uh, because that was a big step. It wasn't a tepid step. And I know a lot of people uh, were nervous about it, understandably. But I think we've shown ourselves as a state, and I, I mean the city, the county, the state, everybody involved here, hey, we can do this. And not only can we do this, we can generate more jobs and more revenue than we even thought. And if we can do that by working together, maybe we should do it a little, little bit more often. You're a big fan and have been a key part of the film festival. Yep. How big can it get? Uh, well, you know, I, 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 full disclosure, I'm also a founder of the film festival, yes. uh, but, uh, you know, I've always told people I'm the most unapologetically proud Milwaukee and you're ever going to find, and if there's something that sometimes frustrates me is that we can be very cynical here. We talk ourselves out of how high we should aim. Uh, we have great exceptions, uh, but not enough, and so when we founded it, uh, the, I, the goal wasn't just to have a film festival. The goal was eventually to have the best film festival in the country. Uh, we started uh, in the year of the recession, worst year ever to start a new nonprofit. We were sued for three years, a uh, whole complicated mess, but we thrived. And in our fourth year, we were bigger than the Chicago Film Festival. In our sixth year, we were top 10 in the country. And as of last year, top five. We have Oscar winner John Ridley on our board. Uh, we've done enormous amounts to support the local uh, film industry, uh, always with a commitment to uh, building it, and we just announced that we're going to be able to uh, control uh, the Oriental Theater. So everything people love about that theater uh, is going to get better and restored, and the things that uh, people don't like uh, will be improved. We'll have world-class uh, projection, sound, etc. The uh, public areas will have more opportunities uh, in them, and we'll be uh, pre presenting um, year-round as opposed to just during the festival. So look out Sundance, look out Cannes? Look out Sundance, look out Cannes. Actually, I, I have a friend who's the uh, Salt Lake City um, uh, mayor, which is what they call the county exec out there, which is sort of odd, but he's my counterpart, and I was with him in Salt Lake at uh, Sundance, and I was wearing my Milwaukee Film uh, t-shirt, and a number of people came up to me and said, hey, you're involved with Milwaukee Film? Those guys are exciting. And uh, I said to my friend Ben, the Salt Lake County Mayor, oh, you've got a nice little festival here, too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I say stay tuned for Milwaukee Almo Film. Almost out of time, just a couple more questions. 63% um, of the Milwaukee County tax base is residential. Mm -hmm. This Friday Supreme Court ruling, which says that homeowners don't have to let assessors and appraisers enter their homes, are you worried about that upsetting the tax base, potentially? Potentially, yeah. I mean, I'm still trying to understand what controls will, will obtain beyond that. Because I understand, I think, think the, the, the principle that they're getting at in the court decision. Um, but there's also a public expectation that, you know, everybody, whatever the tax rate is, mm -hmm. if it's set, once it's set, that everybody is, you know, paying you fairly and equitably. And the uh, so there's got to be some. Clause. Right, the uniformity, yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, we'll, we'll see how that works out in practice. Uh, okay, let's talk a couple personalities. There's yeah. a recall movement involving Mayor Barrett. I saw that. Do you that, think yeah. it'll go anywhere? I don't think so. Um, I, you know, I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, obviously it's not something yeah. I support, but uh, it seems a bit more emblematic of a kind of uh, sort of stunt politics that we're seeing more of. Um, 
you know, independent of everything else, you know, our democracy has a pretty good system for uh, getting people into office and getting people out of office. And well, I, I don't think recalls are necessarily per se a bad thing, um, but they're not a toy. And I don't think, you know, we demean them when we use them recklessly. You don't expect to vote then on whether they should stay in office? I don't think so. Okay. Um, so. Sheriff Clark, do you mm -hmm. expect him to finish this term? You know, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, functionally, he hasn't viewed Milwaukee County Sheriff as sort of a full-time job in some time. Um, he's not uh, around, certainly in the building and often in the county, uh, an awful lot. Um, he hasn't been an active manager for a while. I mean, every year I've been here, his budget has deficited. Um, he's got great people in his department. I know, I work with them, they're good folks. Uh, I've said for a while I think the county deserves better. Uh, you know, regardless of somebody's politics or personality, if you ask to uh, voters to put you in office, it is uh, reasonable for them to hold you accountable for actually serving in that office. Uh, and that's a bar that I don't think uh, he's met. Do I think he's going to come back? You know, I'm not really sure. I mean, it, the tone of some of his remarks publicly has been he kind of thinks he's bigger than Milwaukee. Uh, and uh, his recent, um, you know, he's, he, he seems like he's burned an awful lot of bridges. Uh, he's got these uh, ongoing investigations into deaths at the jail. He's got the biggest deficit he's had this year. Um, you know, I'm not really sure what the, uh, what the incentive uh, would be for him, but I guess we'll see. And then final question. There are now five Democrats, including Mr. Gronick, getting mm -hmm. in today. Your impression on the assembling field of Democrats that want to beat Governor Walker? Uh, well, you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, when, you know, uh, we get closer to the election who's kind of a serious candidate, who's staying in, and we find out a bit more um, uh, about, uh, you know, what they all stand for. I don't know uh, the young guy, Harlow, uh, that much, um, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you know, election's still a ways away and a lot can happen between then and now. I mean, I think, you know, uh, there are certainly uh, people who are, uh, I think it's always good for anybody, even if they're doing a great job, to have opposition and have someone uh, uh, run against you. I mean, I think it's good when people run against me and it forces you to just rethink, okay, you know, do my principles hold up? Do they make sense? Can I explain them to people? What does the public think? Uh, I think the process is good. Uh, you know, I mean, more broadly, I guess, uh, like most people, I'm increasingly frustrated with where our two-party system is now. I mean, if you've got five or six states where the majority uh, voting bloc is neither Democrat or Republican, it's unaffiliated or independent, and you've got millennials, biggest demographic in history, who more than any other poll demographic, you say Republican or Democrat, they'll say none of the above or moderate. Uh, I think they're they're frustrated with the amount of time that gets spent arguing or taking credit who wins, who loses. You know, join my team. Uh, you know, too much partisanship, not enough citizenship. Um, you've been able to do deals with the Walker administration, including mm -hmm. the Milwaukee County bus thing. Mm -hmm. Will you play a high profile campaigning for the Democrat, whoever gets the nomination against Governor Walker? Will you be very active? You know, uh, I've supported uh, Barrett uh, winning his run. I supported uh, Mary Burke when she ran. Uh, I think when I generally, when I've gotten involved supporting uh, uh, people or candidates for any elected office, it hasn't been about party. Um, and it hasn't been about what I'm against. It's generally about what I or they are for. 
Um, I've written checks to people on both sides uh, and gotten frustration from both sides about that. Uh, but you know, I don't expect other electeds that I'm going to support to agree with me on everything. But what I do expect, and I think everybody should, is when they spend their time working with their colleagues, what they're looking for isn't credit, but for solutions. They don't see someone who disagrees and think there's an enemy I need to defeat or you know, whatever, destroy them. Uh, they see a potential ally, and they see a citizen, a fellow American. Um, we've gotten so far away from that sometimes. And uh, what I'm hoping, in any event, is that the election doesn't make us as a state more contentious than we are. Milwaukee County Executive Chris Abley, thanks for talking to Wisconsinite. You bet. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Thanks.